baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It is Wednesday. On Wednesdays, uh, we do a segment that we call Jason Talks to the Media. Our guest is a reporter for the New York Times, but please don't stop listening. Don't You know, there's so much baggage about the New York Times in this country. Brooks Barnes covers Hollywood. He lives in L.A., and he joins us on CCO Radio. Brooks, it's so good to talk to you. A swipe right off the bat. Jason. Well, I'm, you know. Why, why, why not? Not from me. It's, it's on behalf of the people. I mean, imagine what they say about, well, you can see if you want what they say about me by looking at my ex mentions or, oof. I guess, I guess you're making up for the chill that's not there for the ice festival. (laughs) Well, Brooks, uh, Brooks and I have history. We both went to Marquette University. We were roommates junior year, in fact. So, uh, you know, you, you. You may have dirty laundry on me. I'm not sure. I, I think I was a pretty boring college student. There wasn't, Jason, there wasn't that honest. much. Come on. Is there any dirty laundry on you? You were Mr. Clean even back then. <laughs> even then, I was preparing for a career in the media. I didn't want people to have, like, any ammo uh, to take me out, you know? No, you were, I, you know, you were always very focused on broadcasting. I was an editor at the paper and so not around a whole lot so you know we neither of us really were in that what was it six people there were six of us in there yeah and my my roommate was overseas the the first uh the first semester he said to say hello to you i'm still friends with him nice nice it was i was like the interloper it was it was five friends and i sort of joined at the last minute so that's pretty good. I have good memories of that place, but you're right. You and I were both so busy, we weren't around the room very often. I think I had three different jobs at that time, working at a radio station, a TV station, and then the school TV station. Ridiculous. <laughs> I if, if you had to do it over again, would you have had more fun in college? I think yes. I would have. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I remember at one point uh, a friend saying, what are, you, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I have a reading assignment. She goes, no one reads the Western Civ textbook. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we both were very, I guess it's worked out. You're at the freaking New York Times. I mean, that's pretty good for a Montana boy who went to Marquette University, right? And who grew up traveling with the carnival. You know, let's not forget that. I didn't you tell, know, tell that story I, because now you cover entertainment for the New York Times. But your upbringing yeah. is amazing. 
so I, you know, I, I was sort of, I joke that I was, I was, uh, incubated for this job covering the business of show <laughs> because I, my parents, uh, for a living sold cotton candy, uh, with a carnival. So we traveled around, uh, not in Minnesota. Well, wait, Duluth, we, oh, yeah. we, we played the fair in Duluth one year, I remember. Um, so uh, yeah, so that that isn't really why I set out to cover this area of of um, business or, or focus on it, but uh, it, it, it I think it did prepare me in in some ways of having a having a um, appreciation for quirky and weird and and uh, liking the characters and all of that. That that has to be one of the more fascinating things when you're I mean, essentially, you're a business reporter, but the business you cover is Hollywood and the characters as compared to, inter, you know, trying to get inside the minds of, you know, the the investment finance world or corporate, or, you know, big shots. You have some of that, but a lot of those folks in Hollywood tend to be like like corporate with with a twist, right? <laughs> I refer to it as serious people taking seriously the absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. On yeah. your on your Twitter profile, it uh it it said that you were referred to as the evil queen by a Disney executive. What was that about? Um well, the evil queen as you may know is the uh villain in Snow White, fairest of them all, you know, the the one. And um I don't actually remember the the why he picked that that villain. I could I, I have my guesses, but um, <laughs> but um, you know it was one of those moments where we were not. I was writing something and they didn't want it. They, they, they didn't, didn't particularly it, yeah. love that story. Right. And yeah, uh, Brooks Barnes is our guest. He's a reporter for the New York Times, joining us uh, live from Los Angeles right now. Brooks, when you look back at this year, obviously uh, the the labor unrest, the strikes, that had to be the was that the biggest story of the year in Hollywood for you? It was definitely the mo- took up the most time for sure. Yeah, it was six months of the year. First, the writers went on strike, then the actors, and so by in covering that, and then all of the things that surrounded that, you know, the business being shut down, all of the uh, ancillary businesses, the prop houses, the wardrobe cleaners, you know, the caterers, all the, you know, it's a pretty big tale in, in entertainment that uh, was, was affected. So that was definitely for sure. The, the, you know, it was a long grinding story (laughs) Um, and uh, a hard one because it, you have, two sides in a strike obviously both both wanting to position and spin their own their own narrative or you know frame it how they like yeah and, and during a cut dur- through. during a, a labor negotiation it's all you know i mean people are always lying to you or always spinning their story right but it's difficult to verify what the truth is because you're not you're not in the room very difficult there're only a certain number of people and on the on the union side, it's less sophisticated, I might say, uh, certainly less organized in terms of how what the media apparatus is. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that's it, good. And, I don't want my SAG after dues go, that go off to Fran Drescher and the whole operation. I don't want all all that going to spokespeople, you know. 
if, if you knew how much they got paid at the union, I'll tell you that later. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're not undercompensated. Yeah. But yeah. but um certainly, uh, you know, you've got eight major companies from Amazon and Apple to Disney and Warner Brothers and uh, Netflix. All of those have squadrons of media relations of course, yeah. people. Right. So, yeah. So, so it is, uh, a, a was a challenge to keep our bearings amid all of that and try to be fair and not, uh, you know, skewed one way or the other. Brooks Barnes is a reporter for the New York times covering, uh, Hollywood. He joins us from LA. Brooks and I, Brooks and I were roommates. Well, I think it was 95 to 96. We're very old now. I don't know what's happened to us. It's true. <laughs> It's true. When you, look ba- <laughs> when you look back at this year, obviously the strike was big. Other stories that you covered this year that you're really proud of or that you really like? One of the, I mean, a, a big story was the back and forth between Disney and Governor DeSantis of Florida. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. um, you know, as, a, as um, I'm based in Los Angeles and I cover the entertainment industry, uh, but my... Uh, and, and as a company, Disney, I'm responsible for it's the only one of the big media companies that's based here sort of fully. And and so even though movies and television shows because of Disney, I also deal with theme parks. And as we know, the Walt Disney World uh, of it all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was, that was uh, you know, sort of those... That one and the two strikes took up a lot of my time. The the DeSantis Disney story is so fascinating because w- when that first started, my gut reaction is what sort of a crazy person takes on the happiest place in the world, the place that Americans <laughs> are perhaps singularly most excited to go visit. Like it just made no sense to me as far as somebody with national political ambitions to be the guy who took on Mickey Mouse. It didn't make a lot of sense. It, it's it's strange for you got married there did you know that yes 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 how could he turn against against his own theme park uh but Um, but it seems it'll be curious i guess it remains to be seen like how that battle will play in a in a general election if if he gets that far yeah and it's now in the courts it'll be they'll be suing each other for a very long time hopefully longer than i'm covering it right yeah (laughs) and but yeah exactly Brooks Barnes is our guest for the New York Times. Uh, as you look forward into next year, Brooks, are there things on the entertainment horizon? Obviously, you know, the streaming battle, Netflix just uh, was. Is it just this week they finally released? Well, at least they released their version of some audience data. It's always sort of difficult for outsiders to know exactly, you know, what is popular, what shows are people watching because we're in this streaming world now. Well, even here, I mean, I am paid to follow this stuff. And when they released some of that streaming data, I was like, what? I've never even heard of that show, (laughs) you know? Um, And so that was interesting that, you know, the 2024 is going to have more of that streaming war um, uh, story, Warner Brothers and uh, the company Warner Brothers Discovery and paramount global are are uh looking at each other thinking should we combine forces into one big you know max paramount plus streaming service to compete with 
Netflix and Disney Plus. That's a that's a story. Uh, you know, Paramount may not be its own company anymore mm, by the end right. of next year. Um, you know, uh, Disney is trying to figure out what to how it fixes ESPN and uh, perhaps teaming with one of the big tech companies for for distribution and uh, online. And so, you know, it, it, it's it's getting to the third act or it has been in the third act of the streaming wars um where the, where there just will be fewer and it'll be it's becoming more and more traditional in the in the in in the structure and by that i mean more and more like the television system that that was supposedly so terrible everyone had to get rid of it is amazing <laughs> you know I mean? it is yeah. amazing and brooks barnes is our guest for the new york times how how the Streaming went from like, oh, I want to be able to choose a la carte whatever channels I want to, oh, well, now you can get this bundle to now, well, you could get like Apple TV, Hulu, Disney. You're like, well, it's cable. Like, essentially, we're just back to where we started, aren't we? Well, and the and the advertising. Right. Uh, Amazon now is going to start putting ads in prime uh, video unless you pay more. Uh, Disney and Netflix both offer advertising tiers that are trying to drive more people to. So they're keeping those cheaper for subscriptions, but keeping raising the price for no ads because they want you to be subscribing to those because they make money two ways right. from subscriptions right. and from ad sales. Do you, is there a show this year that you watch? Uh, you know, obviously you're covering this professionally, but do you get to enjoy any of this stuff personally? Or are you always looking at it like a reporter? It, it's, you start becoming unable to watch <laughs> anything without realizing, Oh yeah, that producer who's such a scumbag is involved <laughs> with this. <laughs> You know, right. I find myself uh, reflexing to um, things that that are uh, not not current. You know, I kind of watch a lot of old movies, and that that's a happy spot. At least you get a little escape, a little escape for the work. Well, I love reading you. I'm so happy for your success. It's been really fun to see. And likewise, uh, I'm so glad that we got to catch up and talk a little bit here today. Thanks. I appreciate it. Brooks, yeah, I, I have some dirt next time. On, yeah. on your, you know. <laughs> You're going to have to dig deep, I think. I was exceedingly boring in in college. I really was. I just was working so much. And then I had that girlfriend who I've been married to now for, I don't you know. know. That's funny. You, you mentioned that because I, I think that was the year you started dating. It is. And, yeah. Uh, that's I right. remember... The two, I was unpacking groceries or something, and the two of you were there, and I thought... Whoa, that's some big that's some big love. I think that's going to go somewhere. <laughs> Incredibly, our oldest is now a freshman at NYU and we've been uh, married. She's followed me through all these stupid like small towns and different ways you go to kind of work your way up. So, pretty cool. Thanks, Brooks. Thank you. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.